You are listening to the Heat One Motorsports Podcast. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of Heat One Motorsports Podcast. Episode three. Yeah. We've uh, we've made it this far. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, three episodes in. Uh, it's longer than I thought we were going to, so pretty, pretty excited about it. No, it's very good. No, very, um, we'll keep going while ever... We've got the energy. And uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Anders. What's, uh, what's happening in your world? Not a lot's changed, really. Um, just doing the same thing same day old after stuff. day, except, um, oh, we took the young bloke to hospital the other day. Oh, He's no. just got this new root- bedtime routine where he jumps up my side of the bed, jumps over Amy, down her side <laughs> and runs around, does laps around us. Right, okay. Well, he banged himself into the wall and the... The picture frame fell down on his head oh. and cut him open. So. Stitches? No, not quite, not quite. We weren't sure, though. Amy was a bit distressed, so 8.30 at night on Sunday night, we Yuck. took him to hospital and they they treated us pretty well. We got in quick. Yeah, Doctor yeah, yeah. looked at it, just glued it, pinched it together, glued it up and sent us on our way. Poor so. little fella. And how old is he? He's well, just over just one. Just over one. Yuck. Tough, though. Only cried for a couple of minutes and then he was off, off again doing... Whatever he wanted to do. Probably running around doing the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's got a good pain threshold. Yeah, so. okay. Like his dad or like his mum? Um, I'm actually going to say me. Yeah, I thought yeah, you might. I was going to say me there. Oh, well. Okay, I looked at it and I went, Amy, it's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little, she panicked she a bit. Panicked. Let's get him in. <laughs> hey, at least he got stitches. He's oh, not nah, stitches. Just he's glued glue. up. Just the glue. He's glued up. He's all right. And I guarantee he was he was doing it when he got home. Running around again, doing yeah, the same was. thing. He was. So what have you changed? Just took the picture frames down. <laughs> well, he done one of them for us. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and to take the other two down. <laughs> oh, so, well, that, I've I've had a shocker of a week that. because I am sick as a dog, and I have been for the well, I have been for the last two weeks. You've I feel like you've been sick for about twenty eight years. I am a walking germ, and I cannot. You just can't shake I it. I can't shake it. You know what I want for Christmas? Right. A new immune system, please. Yeah, okay, good luck. Shocking. I've been to the – oh, I can't go to the doctors because it's a COVID symptom because mm. of the, the runny nose and the cough. Oh, so you got to get rat tested or – Got to get rat tested every time, but I can't even go in there. I've got to call on the phone, mm. which is good because you don't get charged for it yeah, yeah. for the face-to-face consult. So I've had three doctor's appointments in the last two weeks. Mm. They give me the same stuff every time. I'm on – only lasts a week. Only lasts a week, all those antibiotics and stuff. I'm on asthma inhalers, I'm on nose sprays, I'm on antibiotics, cold and flu tablets, Nurofen, I'm, and I'm drugged mm. up today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll see how we go. No, I might fine. be coughing and splattering and sniffling throughout the episode, so mm. I'm sorry, guys. But, yes, I'm, I'm here anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm keen to keen to get stuck into is that some... What, is that what these are for too? Oh, well... They, they just help out? I just, I needed a bit of a kick this morning. I woke up and I just felt, you know, like, you know, when you wake up and you just feel like, blah, yeah, just feel yeah. crap. Yeah. Just, oh, we're not, we're not monster sponsored, but we are caffeine addicted. Absolutely. And these taste, bloody, they're great. They taste bloody awesome. So, nah, but now nah, other than that, it's all been pretty, pretty smooth sailing in mm. our household. We're actually discussing, well, the missus has been discussing and I've, um, been agreeing on a lot of uh, wedding venues. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Start planning. Our list of people invited. Oi, you'll change that list. You'll, that, that list will always change right up to the day before. Ask me how many people we got without kids. 
And it, we're being generous because right. you always start with as many as possible. Yeah. We had 150. <laughs> 150 people without kids yeah. and then assuming they bring all their kids, it's 180. And you had to find a venue to take that many and pay for all those people. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe when I saw that Cutting number. it down. Yeah. And I hate cutting it down because someone that means people have to miss out. You can do it, though. You yeah, can do it. For reference, for mine, 22. COVID. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that helped. I know. It helped. But <laughs> it's 22. Yeah, I don't know. Well, And because it's my first and – Hopefully only wedding. I would love everyone to be invited. Mm. I want everyone there enjoying the night. You know, it's not often I get married. So I thought, make it a big party, but 180 people. You'll cut it down. Alcohol, alcohol, food. You'll have to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the missus would want to cut it down, but we'll see what happens. But other than that, uh, yeah, been sick. Talking about weddings. It's uh, it's been exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. And it's uh, now the weekend. We're recording this on a Saturday, so it's a Saturday morning. Saturday morning for everyone overseas. Yes, so we're excited to get into this. Um, as everyone can see, I'm wearing a shirt sent in by Ashley Jansen Bachelor. Now, Looks good. Thank you so much, mate, for sending these in. Um, they, they look unreal. They fit good. It's an extra large. I wish I could say the same, Pico. Have a go at it. What you, you're doing? very thick, aren't you? You're very... You read you that? Are, you read that? You're dense. You know, I part-time live at the gym. Yeah, it's true. Oh, I wish oh, well, someone's got to do it. Yeah. But um, no, nah, thanks, heaps, uh, Ash, for sending these in. Um, he's a, a young kid based in South Australia. Um, he's a, a 15 or 16-year-old, I believe. So he's racing the 125s and the 250 solos. Um, he's got a bright career. Like he, He's someone that in the future, remember that name, Ashley uh, Jansen Batchelor. Um, he's going to do some great things for the sport. Hopefully he sticks to it. Um, and yeah, one day he will be mm. overseas. Absolutely. One of the yeah, young, sure. one of the young Australian throbbers mm. of the sport. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a shirt up there behind as I'm wearing one today. Thanks Ash. They look, they look great. Um, so yeah, we love it when, when we get people sending stuff in, uh, mm. more than happy to, to hang anything up in the wall or wear them if they're big enough. Mm. You're going to wear it next time. Oh, I can't wear that. It's it's nice and – Pico's is nice and tight up top where it matters, but it's down here that yeah. – Well, it's saying that it's hidden by the, the – table will hide it. By the bench here, so maybe I yeah. might wear that next time. Yeah. It's a nice material too. It looks like a, like an actual gym shirt. Maybe. You might wear it to the gym. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it look good. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I, just in the general chit-chat before we get into more Speedway, <coughs> see the results from the AMA? Motocross? Supercross? Oh, no. See the two Aussies are leading both the East and West Coast. Oh, Jet and Hunter Lawrence. Lawrence brothers. How yeah. good's that? Yeah. How so good just, is that for just a couple of young Aussies just dominating over, over the America, um, in America and the AMA. Well, I did say throbbers. They are yes. some absolute young Aussie throbbers. So they look, they're, they're probably halfway through the season, plenty of rounds still to go, but it's just good, nice to see Jet and Hunter Lawrence up top. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, one of my favourites, Cooper Webb, leading the 450s. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It's keep a, an eye on them. It's good for them because as far as Australians are concerned, we haven't had many Australians since Chad Reed. Since ch- yeah, since Chad. Well, he was the last big name anyway. Yeah. We had a – was it Metcalf? Uh, Brett. Brett, Me- yeah, Brett, Brett. Yeah, Metcalf Brett Metcalf. He was a, I think he was a good outdoor rider, good mm. um, motocross rider. Who was the local that lived over at, at Warners Bay? 
Oh, um, yeah, Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson. Yeah, he, he had a little stint over there. Friend of the show. He follows Heat One Motorsports on Instagram. Yep. Okay. Actually, shout out so to Craig. Shout out to Craig. Thanks, mate, for for supporting us and giving us a follow. Anyways, enough of of our personal lives. Let's rip into some speedway. All right, what are you up to? So. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Zelina Gora and Lesno in the Polish League had a... I like how they call it a sparring match. Sparring. It's just a practice, It's a it? practice match, um, but in Poland they call it sparring, mm. which I like that. That's pretty yeah, no, cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. So uh, our very own Rowan Tungate riding for Zelina Gora and Jamin Lidzi riding for Lesno. Yeah. Um, look, even though it was a practice meeting it was a good meeting mm. um some absolute uh, ripper races there heat 13 from memory uh was was an unreal race rowan himself had a, a pretty good night he started off with a with a zero unfortunately but mm. he, he finished off with three straight wins yeah that's good so he had uh, nine points by the end of it jamin had a, a little bit of an off night um bit up and down he his four rides he went third second first and then ended with the last mm. so not ideal but Early season. It's only early season. Early season. It's a practice match. You know, he might have been playing with his setup and mm. try experimenting uh, yeah, a few yeah. different things. Um, as well as uh, Posh Becker, Luke, uh, he had a, a pretty good night too. He had a, a second of first. I was wondering who Posh was <laughs> yeah, for yeah. a second. I forgot that. I'm, that I'm trying late. to start something here. Yeah. So Posh Becker, uh, he had a second of first, a third, a second, and a third. So he had nine plus two. Not a bad meeting. Uh, but Bartosz Schmechtala, mm. Polish guy, First, second, first, second, first. 13 points. Solid. You know, last week we spoke about um, who the current Polish team mm. might be. Mate, this guy, he be in there? this guy could 100% yeah. make, make a, a... Of course, could, could this, is all, this is all going to be um, whether Emil and Laguda That's true. are eligible. That's true. So we'll make these assumptions as if, as if they're not in the team. Correct, yes. And we'll... we'll yeah. Correct, but he was the standout of the of, of the of the meeting. He he rode absolutely out of his skin. He made starts. He was passing people. So mm. now nah, it was uh, good to see him uh, go well. But I mean, like I said, it was a practice meeting. Mm. There's so much more speedway yet to come. Yeah, heaps. You know, so it's early days. It is early days, but it was good to see. Good to see um, Rowan and Jamin throw the leg over for yeah. the first time of the season, and, yeah, and it's good. Good to see all the Aussie boys roll and get going. And from from Poland uh, over to the UK. We had first sh- round. First round. It was l- lucky to get this one in because it was terrible conditions. So terrible. many so many meetings have been rained out recently. Mm. Um, the Peter Craven Memorial got postponed. postponed. Uh, Is the Sam Masters one going to go ahead? Well, I expect so. It's Saturday here. I think it's racing on Sunday there, so it would be in two days' time. Yeah. I should – I'd love to think it would be. Mm. Um, even the um, local British guy Rob Stewart, he had his um, his farewell meeting postponed for the fourth time. Fourth time. Why Most not? of that was due to COVID back in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Poor bloke. So, hey, it was great to see some um, speedway in the UK. First round, Sheffield Tigers versus <coughs> Bellevue Aces. It was a wet, cold, cold. rainy night. Looks at, miserable. Yeah, at Sheffield. So, so tough conditions. And you saw uh, Jack Holder had an um, interview beforehand and he oh, was rubbed, rubbed up. up, beanie, jacket. He would have had skins and thermals on, surely. Yeah. So, but uh, it, by the looks of it, it was good racing and it was a tight yeah. match. 48 to 42, Sheffield over Bellevue. Yeah, no, I reckon it was a good way to start the season. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's only early days. This isn't a reflection of how the whole season is going to go. So yep. it was 
It was good for the Tigers to get a win there. Yep. Yeah. Start absolutely. the season off. Yeah. Well, Jack himself had a had a, a good ride. He got second, uh, second, first, first, third, and then he had an engine, engine failure, failure in his fifth ride. Yeah, so he was nine plus one. Could have easily been twelve plus one. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think it was heat heat ten. It was Jack and David Bellagio. Yeah, uh, that was one of the good races of the night. Yeah, and tell you what, Bellagio's quick. He was. He was, he he was, was coming was. up on Charles Wright. He was third there for most of the race, but he was he was um, tracking him down. He was making ground mm. on him. Uh, it's a I shame. That one more lap. Yeah, possibly one more lap. Possibly, and it's a shame in that in that ride too. Jamie and Lindsay uh, ended up coming last, but mm. who again had a bit of an off night. Um, Jamie yeah. himself got last, second, last. And second as well, but second behind his teammate, which got first, so he yeah. got paid that extra point. Yeah, the extra point. So he had four plus one. Dan Bewley had a bit of an average night too. He, he got a last, a first, a third, a second, a third. So he yeah, was with seven. I don't, I don't know what happened with his form there. I definitely expected a little bit more, more from him. Yeah, conditions. Mm. You know, first yeah. time riding in the probably, UK in a while. Probably the most. Um, uh Probably one of the best UK riders at the moment. Oh, 100%. Top three. Winning back-to-back Grand Prix last year. Yep. British champion. Yep. You know, like, yeah, we'll we'll see how he goes. And our very own Brady Kurtz looked like he had a great night too. 12. Yep, so first. He'd be happy. First, second, third, first. Had a last in there. Don't know what happened there, but then he ended off with a win. So, he was uh he had twelve points, yeah. um, six rides. Just note. Uh, yeah, yeah, six 12, rides. Twelve points with the six rides. So, uh, d- great night for him. Obviously, mm. ha- with along with all the the hard conditions, he, he did yeah. extremely well. I watched his interview after the after the match. He was um, obviously they're all disappointed that they they lost. Yeah, but they were in pretty high spirits. They thought they um, rode well. Yep, in the conditions, and yeah, they, they're going to put it behind them and. Move on. Yep, yep, hundred percent. Um, and he was only topped by Tobias Musilak, who ended up scoring twelve plus one. Yeah. So this guy, we're gonna keep an eye on for, for sure. sure. Yeah. You know, the Polish team strong. He'd be, he'd be iron off one, one of those spots in that Polish team, hundred percent. Tell you what, if it come down to say Tobias Musilak or um, oh, who were we talking about before? Oh, Bartosz Schmechtala. Yeah, yep. Tell you what. It could be a dogfight for that mm. last one if it come down to them two because they're both absolutely on fire. Yeah, but it was just good to get the meeting out the way after all these rain offs. I'm glad they went ahead with it. Yes, hundred percent. And the track didn't look dangerous; mm. like it looked pretty smooth, slick. But yeah, it was, it, was it was wet. But I didn't see any. Well, just from what I saw, a couple of the heats, uh, it didn't look dangerous. There was no, not really many ruts forming mm. or, or anything like that. I could be wrong. I didn't see the whole meeting, but. You know, good to get that one out of the way. And, yeah. and it'd be interesting to see the reverse leg now when Sheffield versus Bellevue at Bellevue mm. at the National Speedway Stadium. So, now that'd be good, which in turn you would you would expect to see the likes of uh, Dan Bewley and Norwich Bladorn and all these guys who had a bit of an average night. They should bounce Step back. Up. Yeah, they should bounce back and, and have a good one. So, no, it was good to get that meeting done. Yeah. Uh, so, from Poland to the UK and now to Sweden. Back to Sweden. Sweden, right. So the Swedish league is top league is, is kicking off very soon. So what Anders and I are going to do is talk about our predictions mm. and who we think, like we did. We'll get through some of the team. Yeah, like we did uh, last week when we spoke about the premiership. We're going to do the same uh, with the Swedish top league. Mm. And for those that don't know out there, the Swedish team is probably the second best uh, competition in the in Europe. You know, Poland definitely being number one, Sweden two, and then England, England three. Yep. And we spoke about it in one of the first episodes. It used to be the other way around. Yep. yep. It used to be England one, 
and Sweden probably two, Poland three. So it's it's turned around. But you know, Sweden, uh, what do they got? Four ish, five Grand Prix riders. Yep. Probably yep. six or seven of the top twenty in the world. Yep. So a strong competition. Yep. You know, they got a few more better riders in there than what England do. So now the Swedish league's definitely one to watch. Well, hang on, what do we got here? As far as GP riders, Chris Holder, Ty Wolfenden. Bart- yeah, you mean Jack. You mean Jack. Oh, sorry, Jack. Sorry, Chris and Jack, are, yeah. their names are above each other on here. Yeah. Sorry, Jack Holder, Ty Wolfenden, Bartosz Smarslik, Matsy Janowski, Dan Bewley, Jason Doyle, Max Frick, Robert Lambert, and Kim Nielsen. So there's plenty of yeah. GP talent. What did I say? Oh, sorry, you got nine there. Yeah, nine. Yeah, my bad. I might have been quoting the um, English numbers. Yeah, so, oh. What yeah, a, what so a, you got nine Grand Prix riders and arguably what ten, eleven top twenty riders in the world. Yeah, and those are those. Uh, there's also other of the really good riders in there that p- possibly could be Grand Prix riders. You mm-hmm. know, your top twenties. Uh, pl- Chris is still in good form. Like yeah, he, absolutely. He's still, a, he's probably one of the top twenty guys. Yeah, for sure. So there's so much talent there, guys. Yeah, so back, Antonio Limback. We're gonna sink our teeth into this. And let's talk about our predictions. So the, the teams are now... The like, pronunciations. I'm sorry if there's any Swedish listeners out here. I, I really do try my best when it comes to uh, pronunciations. Um, so I'll, we'll do my best. Uh, Dakana, Legenon, Legenon, Ross Pigana, Vastavik, Smoderna, Piritana, and Indian Erna. Damn well. I think... I you think that want. was all right. We'll get, they'll know what you're talking about. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments because yeah. I'm always looking to improve and get better. I think the team names aren't the problem. It's some of the writers. Oh, yeah. So. And we, we have got the extended squads listed here. We won't go through all of them. Yes, because um, unlike the UK, there's probably 10 riders per team mm. in Sweden some and Poland. Some of them have up to like 12. Notice some Polish teams have 14. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how that works. Like... Because obviously they all can't ride on a particular no, meeting. So I wonder if those guys get paid if they don't ride. Yeah, well, I don't know if that, some of those are riding second league. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they, or they might be full-time second league riders or, and then... Or Polish under-24 riders. Yeah, and yeah then, and true. And then they're just, they're just sat there on the bench for the top division in case yeah. they're called upon. See, like, I, as, as far as I'm aware, it happens in the NRL, happens mm. in the British Premier League or, or any sort of soccer or yeah. footy. You know, you've got a 32-man squad. Yeah, but only thirteen can take the field with four reserves. So, you know, there's there's fifteen or sixteen or however many there are that don't even play, but mm. they're contracted. They get paid X they amount. Get paid anyway. So, I wonder if it's the same with Speedway. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to double check, but I'd be assuming that those guys that are benched would more than likely be start on side for the second division. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fair enough. Righto. Well, let's go our seven to one. Now, I believe. You started first last time. Yeah, I started first with the British. So I might start first this time. So there's seven teams. Yep. And I'm going to go number seven. Now, this is hard. This is hard. So I'm going to go with Piritana. Piritana. Okay. Now, they've got some great names there. There's three poles there that are all GP quality Mm -hmm. or they're all... um, Well, not nearly, yeah. Or or SEC, Swedish... uh, Speedway European Championship. Yeah. Uh, on their night, they're well beaters. So you've got the the Pavlicki brothers. Mm-hmm. So um, Piotr Pavlicki and Premislav Pavlicki. Yeah. Sorry, guys, if I get those wrong. I really do try my best. Try. And Pavel Chapelsky. 
Now, Chappelsky rode in the GP, I believe, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, full-time? Or full-time. Just, no, no, yeah. he was full-time, full-time. Or it might have been two years ago. Um, but he struggled a bit. Mm-hmm. He, he, I don't think he made a semi-final or he mm-hmm. might have made one or two. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just one of those guys that sort of battled through the year. Yeah. Sort of like a like a doily this year. Mm. You know, probably expected a bit more from him. But he just had dramas and mm. just could couldn't get it right. I think that team there, I look I will have I had him at number seven as well. Yep. Mainly yep. I just think they're lacking that star power. <coughs> yep. Yep. Oh, it, for me. Absolutely. Vaclav Milik. They and and for note, they come well, last season they had eight in the season. Oh, okay. One of the teams dropped out. Um yep. so that they come at seventh last year as well. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, Vaclav Milik, um, he's a, a, a Czech rider. Like I, like I was saying last week about the two French guys, mm. Dimitri Berge and David um, Belago. Belago. Surprise package. This guy rips and tears. He's, he's done some wild cards in the GPs. Uh, Speedway Nations, he, he rips up. And I'm pretty sure he's riding the SEC as well. Mm. So, yeah. Couple of good riders there, but like you said, they're just missing that that missing star, star power. power. You know, we've got no current, um, no GP riders in no, that team. No current GP riders, but and yeah, come seventh last season. And so. you look at like look at these averages. Um, Piotr Pavlicki, he's averaging uh, two point one one three mm. points per race. Per race, so yeah. so he's averaging over a second, yeah. which is which is good. Yeah, which is unreal. So anyway, so that's our that's number our, seven. That's our sevens. So, yeah. But what do you got here, number six? So, number six, I've got down Ross Pagana. Yes, Ross now. Pagana. So, so, Ross Pagana. So, they've got, I think their sort of uh, main man this year will be Kim Nielsen mm-hmm. because he's the, the GP rider. He's a Swedish he, GP rider. He's in this year. He didn't race last year, but he's in the GP yeah. this year. Um, his average only says 1.4. Yeah, race. yeah, I know. I got a. I'm not sure where those statistics have come from. As far as it's their race statistics, but how do you know how many races he ran last year? I'd yeah. have to look further into that. But I mean, if he's if he's uh, racing the GP this year, he's only mm. going to get so much more experience. You know, he might do a couple of GPs and then come back mm. to Ross Pagana, and, yeah. and he'll he'll bring something back with him. Yeah, and I noticed they got Lin back in that side too. Yeah, Antonio Lin back. That's. Uh, Geez, he's been a stalwart for Sweden for mm. so long. Um, so, yeah, good to see Lin back in there. As well as uh, Timo Lati. I, I think he's a um, – I think he's a, he's Finland. He's not Swedish. Mm. I know it says Swedish here. I think that's just a typo. But, um, yeah, another, a Finnish really, really quick rider. Um, rode in the Speedway Nations last year. Kai Huckenbeck. Uh, German. German. I think he's a good, real good long tracker. A lot of Germans are. Long track seems to be yeah. quite popular in Germany. And then we spoke about Dimitri Berger before, uh, Frenchman. French. It's a yeah. respective team. It is, it is, it is. But I put them as number six as well. Yep. For same reasons what you, you've said. Yep. Uh, last year they ran fifth. Okay, yep. Um, seeing, looking at the other teams, I can't see them doing better than fifth. Yeah, so okay. I've actually put them down as number six as well. Yeah, sure. And I guess the the other name there too that I recognise is is Gregor Zengota. Um, he's a, a Polish, Polish guy. Um, just just consistent. You know, e- even though his, his average there is 1.5 per heat, mm. very rarely will he come last. Mm. So, no, respective team there. Uh, you and I both have them at uh, six and seven. Yep. Uh, who have you got for number five? Five, right, I'll go. I've actually gone Smoderna. 
Okay. Mm, I'm going Smoderna, which which is a massive call. Yep. Considering they won last year. Yeah, okay. They won last year. Right. So they have got the likes of um they got Lambert in there. Yep. Lambert's probably their their star power there. Sure. Grand Prix rider. Yep. Um I don't know. I, just, I look the other teams I just like them a bit more. Yeah. So right. I, I can't really say more on Smadern other than that's why I've had to put him in, in number five. Well, Robert Lambert is mm. he's he's trialed, he's tested, he's a GP he is, rider. He he's is. what do you come fifth in the world or sixth? Fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth in the GP. Him and Lambert. Uh, him and Bewley. Bewley. Sorry, Bewley. Yep. So I mean, great rider. Mm. Great competitor. Um Michael Jepsen Jensen, I think he'll be in the, the Danish team this year. Mm. He's um I, think I expect him to be. I think this could be wrong. I think from memory he won. He won a Danish GP as a wild card a couple of years ago. Um, Kid can move. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, our very own Jamin Lindsay, also racing for them. Like, he's he's had a a, a couple of, struggled a couple in the last, uh, first two uh, uh, meetings of the year. It's a long season. Mm. You know, he's a world, he's a world under 21 champion in himself. Mm -hmm. He'll, he'll hit the ground running, I think. Uh, So, now, Casper Warnia. Casper Vornia, sorry, Casper races with our own friend the of the Polish. Sh- yep. Race races with a friend of the show, Mitchell Clough, over at Chesterhover. Um, nearly on a two point average, mm. so he he can move too. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know if you know much about this guy, Philip Hellstrom Bangs. No, what, tell me about him. So it was about two years ago in the Speedway of Nations when it was the top two Swedish guys and they had an under twenty one reserve. Mm-hmm. But the top two Swedish guys, they both got injured mm. and they couldn't replace them. What was that, like a Lindgren? It might have been Lindgren and Kim Nielsen or Lindgren or and Oliver, or nah, Oliver Bertson, oh, maybe. Because yeah, yeah. Bertson, I think, was a GP rider at the time. But they, they both got injured. So he had to finish the meeting, just him. Well, they had no one else. They had oh, no, had, of course. Yeah, yeah he's, he only he's had the three. The, he's the reserve yeah. and the two first yep. guys got injured. Now, he didn't – I don't think he won any races. Mm. But, my gosh, this guy – Can rip, ride. Ripped and teared. And I don't know if it was just the the event, the the, the pressure of the meeting, but mm. Morgan Anderson, who was the, the – The team manager. The team manager at the time. I don't know what he said to him, but he was <laughs> – Gave him some influencing words. Oh, mate, he – you know, probably because there was no pressure on him then. Yeah. Like, none. Because your top two blokes are gone. At the most, you can only score four points if you win. Yep. So you're always going to lose points-wise because mm. in Speedway Nations, four points was first. For win. Third, second. Uh, three, three, two, three, zero. Two, zero. So, mate, he was going outside, inside, mm. riding the fence, riding the boards. Pretty sure I've seen him do a – do you remember when Tony Ricardson did the Wall of Death? Oh, I remember it, yeah. When he, like, literally rode the – Rode the wall. Rode the wall like a, like a motocross of, berm. Yeah. You know, like – this kid, this kid was I'd doing say, the same I'd thing. I'd say he just sent him out there with nothing to lose. Yeah. You, you, you're by yourself. Yeah. The two top blokes are out injured. So, mate, just go your hardest. And he was up against the likes of Madsen and Yanofsky and... Probably Smarzlik. Smarzlik and all them. Yeah. And he, yeah. you know, even though he didn't win any races, he put it to him. Mm. So, and yeah, he's still young. He's still young. He might only be 22, 23 year old. So, he's mm. got a long, long career ahead of him. But apart from all that, I've also put them... 
at uh, I've also five. put them at five. Five. Yep. So you, you that and me, are, the we're, same. we're pretty consistent. You and me at the moment. Again, that's a big call, being their last year winners. Correct. And they do have that that big marquee Robert Lambert uh, riding. Mm. Number four. You want me to go? Yeah, go on. You go. You go. Four. I've gone. Legion Legion on. Legion on. Legion I don't know. Legion on. Something like that. Yeah. Correct us if we're wrong, guys. Please. No, I go on Legion on. Yep. Um, which is which is <laughs> might come across as a bit surprising because okay. they do have the world number one in that. Time. Yes, they, they got do. Smarzik in there. Hample's a really good rider too. Yep. Um, I just where do they come and they come second last year as well. Yeah. Okay. So I've gone and put you know first and second from last year down as fourth and fifth this year. Yeah. Okay. I just look at the other three teams that haven't been said yet: Vestavik, Indian Erna, and Takana. Yep. Looking at their sides, I think they're going to be a bit better. But not taking anything away from Smarzik or Hample or any of those other blokes in that team, but yep. I've put them as number f- uh, four. Well, you look at them, that uh, Legenon team, and they're pretty Polish heavy, mm. aren't they? Obviously, Smarzik. He's got the highest average in the league, mm-hmm. and he's the current world champion. Yarek Hample, he's been around a minute. Mm. Experience, massive experience head uh, in, there, in him. Now, listen to these three names. Dominic Kibera, Matthias Cherniak, and, and Jakub Miskoviak. Mm-hmm. Right. Polish guys. We know Dominic Kibera. We've seen him in the GPs in and out. Mm-hmm. He's done some wild card meetings. He's done some injury replacements. I'm pretty sure him in himself made the semifinal or the final mm-hmm. in his wild card GP. But Matthias Cherniak, he was the one bloke I put in the poll in five. Mm-hmm. He was Mate- uh, Matthias Cherniak is the current SGP Champion. Champion. Two, sorry. It's SGP. SGP two. two champion. But Jacob Muscoviak, he ended up winning the final round of the SGB2 in front of Cherniak. Yep. So this Muscovi- uh, Jakob Muscoviak, he's – I put them – Can ride. I put them on par. Can ride. You know, 1.6 average. Like, uh, yeah. Good team. Yeah. I, I, won't re- I won't reveal where I'll put them, but you've put them in four. four. Fun fact. Yeah, go on. I like, home, I like their, these. Their home home track. Yeah. Who holds a track record? Ooh. Mm. I only know this because it's 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 fourteen years oh, ago. Sh- okay. G- g- oh. Give me a give me a nationality of Dan- the person. Danish. Oh, have to be Nicky Peterson. Nicky. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, apparently, Nicky still holds that track record since two thousand and eight. Fourteen years later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I was going to bring up those other three teams we've already mentioned, but most of their track records are recent. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, twenty twenty two, twenty one, and twenty sixteen. Yeah. So, sure. No, I thought this Nicky one that's held up since two thousand and eight was um, hanging around a long time. Yeah, it is. Well, Smarzlik, like, geez, if he's red hot this year, he could he'll, go. He'll give that a crack this season. <laughs> yeah, give absolutely. Him, give him the right conditions and the bike, and he'll go for it. Righto. So that's your. What was that? That's where your that was four. four sorry, yeah, four. That was four. In four, for me personally, mm. I've got Dakana, Dan Buley. Yep. So led by Dan Buley and Matsy Yanoski, Yanoski, as well as our very own good Sam. mate Sam Masters as well. Um, I don't know. I, I look at this team, and Dan Buley's got is two just a slightly over two point average per yeah. race. That's nearly two point one. That's yeah. pretty great. Obviously, that's pretty mm. good. Yanoski. 1.9, slightly yeah. below. I'm just really, I really <coughs> struggle with Yanofsky just solely from his last couple of years in the mm-hmm. GP. 
excuse me, in the GP with consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's other good guys in there like Rasmus Jensen. He's a good young Dane. Um, Max Dilger, a uh, German fella. Um, as far as the other the other guys in the team, I don't know really much about them. Ludwig Lindgren, I know that is Freddie Lindgren's brother. Are they? But yes, yeah, okay. yeah. But he's never um, he's never gone to the to the higher results like, yeah, like Freddie has. Like Freddie. So I just think they're gonna rely too much on the top two. Yeah. On on Dan, on Bewley and, and Yanovsky. Um Well, I think yeah. Oh, look, I've put them. A, obviously, I put Legend on below them because I thought. Bewley star. Yep. Two GPs. Yep. British champion. I thought Janoski, what what's he? Top three in the world last I year. I think he got third in the world, yeah. Um and Sam, you know, Sam can hold himself against anyone yep. any day of the week. Yep. Yep. Um as we seen him go against Nicky in the Australian Grand yeah. Prix a few years ago. Yeah. So I thought they had a bit more depth in my opinion than what Legend on did. Yeah, that's okay. that's why I went them. Yep, yep, fair enough. Well, yeah. For me, they're fourth. Mm. Um Again, like I say with all Aussies, I hope Sam has a massive year. I hope um, he does too, yeah. And, you know, when, it, say, Dan Bewley or, or Janowski, say they're injured or they're away on GP Duties. commitments or anything like that, Sam would have to step up for sure. And yeah. I think he will. I think he could. Yeah. He, there's no reason why. He's, he's the number one at Wolverhampton mm-hmm. and he's the number one at, um, I think he's number one at Oxford maybe, even behind. For the in second the, division. In, in the championship. Champions League. He's made the jump from... from Edinburgh Monarchs to Oxford. Oxford. Uh, so, yeah, I, re- I, I think he'll, have a, he'll definitely have a big year because he mm. will also want to push for an Australian spot. Oh, for sure. Which is the for World sure. Cup this year. Which I think going to the World Cup format, having five riders. I think it's four, actually. Only four now. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's four. They'll have a reserve. Yeah, they might they'll have, have a reserve. reserve. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's a almost all but a shoe-in. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, if he has a big year with Dakana... Mm. Obviously, it's going to play a huge part. Mm. So, for me, I've got Dakana at fourth. Yeah. Well, yeah, moving on, because I've gone number three as Dakana. I've yeah. gone Legend on four, Dakana through. So, that rounds out. I'm into the top two now. Righto. My number three, three. Indian Erna. So, you got... Okay. Yes. That's right. so, so, that's Doyle's team. So, three of my absolute favourite riders... In Jason Doyle, Rowan Tungay, our very own local here, and Max. and Max Frick, I just I don't know. Who, who, as far as these other guys riding with them, I don't know much about them apart from Simon Wozniak, mm-hmm. or I think that's how you pronounce it, Wozniak maybe, mm-hmm. who's nearly on a two point average. Not a bad team, great team, mm-hmm. but you know, Doyle himself struggled. In the GPs this year, mm-hmm. but from from what I remember him saying in a in an interview, he was flogging everyone in in all leagues. Yeah, he was yeah. beating the same guys in the leagues in Poland and yeah. Sweden and the UK. But when it come to the GP, nothing clicked for him. Mm. I'm hoping he, hoping he. Well, I seen an interview that he's uh, made some big changes during the winter. Yes, so. yeah. So hopefully again he's going to just try and find some of that old form especially back in his 2017 form. Yes. So what those changes are I don't know. Yep. Bike change, engine, maybe his setup or some team members in his crew I don't know. So. Well you look at Doyley, right? He's the captain of Ipswich. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry, I think Danny King might be the captain, but he he's the number one rider for Ipswich. Ipswich. You got Max Frick who's the number one rider for Leicester and you got Rowan Tungate who's the captain for Zelina Gora. Mhm. So you've got three of the three number one riders for their respective clubs. Yeah. They're going to hopefully bring that confidence 
uh, into this Indian owner team. Yeah. But I just feel as though there's the other guys around them. I just don't. I, don't I, have the depth? I don't believe so. So. Well, what, uh, yeah. As like Wozniak, Wozniak's got a good average there of nearly two. 1.9. Yeah. But as far as those guys are concerned, I've got them sitting at third. Third. But hope they kill it, obviously. Mm. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Yeah. Happy yeah, for them to yeah. come out and win it. That's just where I've predicted That's where you put them. Yeah. Yeah, well, they are... They're, they're going to be the Aussie team, labelling them as. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Dominated. They've got the three Aussies in there yep. in that one team, all yep. strong. So two Grand Prix riders. Yep. Um, I've actually put them as number two. Okay. So we're similar. I've yep. gone two, you've gone three. Yep. So I've, yeah, I've sat them as number two. Righto. Uh, so by the sounds of it, our number ones are the same. Must be. They must be the same. And Do we have a biased opinion <sighs> on that? I'm For the listeners, they... Well, for the listeners who don't know, Anders and I, we grew up in Vastavik. We had two, two and a bit years there. We had two and a bit years there. We went to school there. Mm. Our father raced there. So maybe there's a bit of bias, mm. but we also want to – it's not like we're selecting mm. Manchester United all the way from Australia and going, oh, that's our team because they're good. <laughs> you know, we, we have a connection is, um, to, to Vestavik. Is Morgan the team manager for Vestavik? Morgan Anderson is the team manager for Vestavik. So we, whilst living over there, we were his neighbours. Yes, that's right. He, we lived next to, to Morgan and his family, uh, formed a great relationship with those mm. guys. Went to school with the two kids. Yeah, went to Patricia school. Patricia and Kenny. Yeah, that's right. Um, great Ro- family. Rosita. Yeah, great family. Yeah. Um, so, so we spent a bit of time there. A bit of time there. So, honestly, I'm going to say there's no bias because mm. I personally the bias stats will speak for themselves. Bias aside, that Vestavik team mm. looks unbelievable. Does look strong, but they come third last year. Yep. So yeah, I reckon with some um, some good signings there, some good riders there, they'll they'll notch it up to number one as well. I mean, when your team's led by Ty Wolfenden, Jack Holder, and Chris Holder, and Chris Holder, wow. Yeah, and you've spoken about David. Belago, yep. Frenchman. Yep, absolutely. Mads Hansen from Denmark. We did speak before about Bartosz Smektala. Yeah. Gleb Chuganov. Yes. Do you know much about Gleb Chuganov? No, I've seen his name floating around here and there. He did he did he um was he a wild card or something for one of the Grand Prix? He Gleb Chug he was. Mm. Gleb Chuganov is a Russian. Yeah, Russian gone Change Polish. Polish. Yeah. Yes. Now he was a he was the reserve when um when Laguta and Safudinov won their first Speedway of Nations title, mm-hmm. he was their reserve. Yep. And when he did come on to ride, he did very well, yeah, extremely yeah, yeah. well. Uh, he also races, I believe, in Rotslav with, um, with Ty Wolfenden. And mm. he's, he's up to a, a 1.76 average per, per heat. Per race. Honestly, this team to me speaks... Oh, for speaks, sure. Speaks top-end, yep. top-heavy... Um, class and, and as not well just because of the top riders, because I think, like as you said, that the the depth that they have, yeah, will yep. help carry them through. The depth is unbelievable, mm. personally, as well as the team manager. Yeah. Now, he's Morgan Anderson has been the team manager for Sweden, Sweden for a long time since I can remember. Mm. You know that speaks words. If you, yeah, you know he's obviously got the runs on the board. He's the man for the job for the international team. Mm. So the fact that he's doing it. In Vastavik with yeah, this lineup, with this team, I really believe. Yeah, they could like when you look at Chris's averages over to Smetkana's averages over to you'd assume Woofenden coming in, he's gonna be over two. Well, 
Tolvenen hasn't raced in Sweden, Sweden for a while. Last year, yeah. I think last year but he only rode in Poland. Only, mm-hmm. um, okay. sort of similar to. Um, you focused on the GP. It gives him more focus on the GPs. Yeah, correct. Um, Martin Vashlik is the other rider who only races in Poland. Yep. So, like Ty did last year. Yep. So, I mean, look at Ty Wolfenden, Smektala, Mads Hansen, David Balago, who we just spoke about, mm-hmm. who races for Sheffield. Um, uh, Jack Jakob Torsell, uh, he's a top rider for Wolverhampton, Swede, mm-hmm. Swedish, Swedish guy. guy. Spoke about spoke him. About Gleb Chuganov, Chuganov and the two Holder boys. Mm. Honestly, like. Yeah, for, a, st- for a starting side of, what, six or seven each night, that's going to be hard to beat. 100%. You know, who's going to race in – who who would you pick to race in Heat 13 and Heat 15? You've got four riders you could well, potentially they, choose from. Yeah. they they got so much depth there that they can pick – you could pick them out of a hat and you'd still have a good result. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, ha- you, know you go throw Jack and Ty there together, you could throw – Chris and Smectala together. Or the two Holder boys together. Or the two Holder brothers together. I reckon they team ride so well together. Yeah. Like, you'd just be able to pick the form, pick the two form riders on the night. Yeah. You'd be, you wouldn't have any issues, so. And tell you what, uh, Jack Holder coming off an Australian Championship win, Mm. a New South Wales Championship win. Speedway Nations. Speedway Nations win. Um, geez, what hasn't he won? Honestly, he's he's all but won a GP. Yeah. You know, that could be next. He's only young. That could be this year. Yeah, you know, I think he's just turned twenty-seven, so he's still got many he's years. Young. Well, you look at—he's a twenty-seven-year-old winning all these things. I don't think Doyley made his his GP um, debut. He was over thirty. Over thirty, yeah. You know, so Jack Holder's got all—he's yeah. he got plenty of time. Hundred you know, percent. It's exciting to see the looks, likes of um, him and Max, two young Aussies, both in the Grand Prix now, full time. Yep. Give him a couple of years, and they'll work their way to the top. Yep, for sure. So. That rounds it out. We've got Vastavik number Vastavik one. Vastavik both is number one. So a bit of trivia for you. Go on. I track like. record for Vastavik. Okay. Give me an era. Well, I've got here is 2005. Ooh, um, but apparently it's a joint track record. Oh, now, I don't, okay. know if, I don't know if both races happened in 2005. Oh, okay. But one of them obviously was. Right. Are they both same nationality? I think so. Give me, give me the nationality. Danish. Oh, you were going to say Rickardson. Oh, I was. You were going to um, go. Well, I think he was previous. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so two Danish guys. Yeah, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to say Nicky Pedersen. No. <sighs> Hans Anderson. No. Oh, jeez. Niels Christian Evesen. One of them. Oh. Okay. Um. And this other guy, do you think he was from that 2005 time? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Jeter? No. He's another Pedersen. Oh, Biani Pedersen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Wow, 2005. So that's what I, yeah, that's what I looked up and it, it come back as joint record holders, Biani and, and Niels Christian Everson. Yeah, right. 2005. Okay. Well, shit, tell you what, if you've got the Holder Boys and Ty Wolfenden, mm. I'd... They took it off. They took. They must have taken it off. Um, Tony, remember he held that record there for a long time. Well, this current Vastavik team, I don't think that track record's safe. Nah, possibly, possibly. Yeah, we'll go see how we it. go there. But anyway, that rounds up our our seven to one predictions. Um, I, I don't know when the first race is meant to kick off. I have to look it up. It's yeah, 
we'll look it, it wouldn't up. be far away if, if um, the English leagues already started. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It shouldn't be too far off. But um, we're not far off each other's predictions there. Mm. It's only in the middle. I think with the bottom few we had the same. Top yep. we had the same. It was just a few there from in the middle that we um, differed. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Right. Well, next up we'll talk about the um, the Peter Craven Memorial lineup. Looks good. Oh. Honestly, it looked good. I think this was meant to be the season opener yep. a couple of days ago, but it got washed out. But uh, this is at Bellevue every mm. year at the National Speedway Stadium. Good track. All right. Now, listen to this lineup. Okay. Charles Wright. Yep. Robert Lambert, world number five or world six. number five. Chris Holder. Yep. 2012 world champion. And absolute Aussie thrubber. Mm-hmm. Brady Kurtz, another absolute Aussie yeah, throbber. We just seen him kill it there in the first round. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So I uh, love watching Brady ride. Christoph Kasperjak, mm-hmm. he's a former world number two yep. in himself, and I'm pretty sure he's won numerous golds with Polish with Poland. World Team Cup. Matty Zagar, yep, just been a long term GP rider, long time GP rider, um, and uh, he rode for Bellevue last year, I believe, mm-hmm. too, which they won. One, uh, so it's great to see him uh, back riding in this meeting. Our very own Max Frick. Max, under-21 world champion. Under-21 world champion. Yep, all that. Australian champion. Yep, all that good stuff, um, as well as rode for Bellevue last year as well. Um, Tom Brennan, up-and-coming UK rider. Um, Jason Doyle, speaks for himself. Yeah, world number. He got 10th last year, so he's hoping to improve on that form. Yep, for sure. Uh, Nicky Pedersen, again, speaks for himself. Three-time world champion. Numerous time Danish champion. Mm. I still consider him a top 20 in the world. <coughs> and one of the most entertaining riders. Mm, for sure. In I'm going to go out and it's funny. Him. It's funny. Like You watch a Nicky race mm. and it doesn't matter if he's third, second, fourth. Your eyes are still on him. Yep. It feels like it is. Yep, yep. Even if you say you don't like him, yeah. you watch him. You do. You do. Yeah, you do. So Michael Palmtoft, uh, he's an up-and-coming Danish guy. Um he, I think he won the um, he won the Peter Craven Memorial Meeting last year, I believe. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Freddie Lindgren, Freddie, well, number four. I still stand by my first uh, episode one comment where I said he's the best Swedish writer since Tony Rickardson. Since Tony, I stand yeah. by that. Did I read something there that he's still suffering a little bit from long COVID? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't really read much about that. From what I, my how it's affecting him. From my understanding, just fatigues quite easily. Yeah, okay. Um, which would be tough physically as well as mentally. Mm. Um, but I tell you what, some of his results, especially last year, he's still on the pace. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's also getting on with age as yeah. well. Um, so I hope it doesn't affect. Will him. it be his last season? Ooh, I don't know. I think I think the how he places this year will determine that. I listened to, I think it was around the board Speedway podcast uh, just recently. Um, one of the blokes on there was saying, uh, "This is his last year to potentially win." Mm. If he, like you, like you said yeah, just then, yeah. if he doesn't, if he doesn't place well this year, it could just be a slippery slope from mm. there. But you know, if he's top three this year, I reckon that's enough fuel to to keep going to keep, yeah, into the course, next year. If he is top three, I mean, you only got to look at at Grin. Greg Hancock. Hancock, he was world champion at 45-year-old yeah. or something. So, it, it, honestly, if, if your body's fit and your mind's fit, and it's, it's, you can do it. It's too early to predict, but, you know, like he was the only Swedish rider in the GP last year, full-time, and he might end up getting a wild card. But they might they might get him in 
to have a Swedish representation. Swedish, yeah, but I mean, you do have Kim Nelson in there this year too. So might have, he might have a good year. Yeah, there's so many things can happen. Um, followed by Tobias Musilak, who yep. is red hot pole at the good, moment. Um, really good. Racing well for Sheffield. Uh, our very own Jamin Lindsay yes. as well. Hopefully, uh, Lindsay has a, a good meeting there. And then a couple of um, couple of Bellevue riders, Norik Bladorn from Germany and Dan Bewley also yeah. speaks for himself. Mm. I mean, what a lineup! It's got world champions. It's got uh, heaps of world champions, Speedway he- Nations champions, of, yeah, World Cups. This is a world class lineup. Yeah. Now I don't know if you know this, but from where I read, the Peter Craven Memorial, it's it's a GP format mm-hmm. for twenty heats. Yeah. But heat twenty one is the semi final, mm-hmm. but it's a six man lineup. Uh, okay. Well, I heard. Yeah, keep going. Keep right. Going. So so. The top three mm-hmm. from the 20 heats all go directly to the final. Yep. So then the second six riders mm-hmm. go into the semi-final mm-hmm. and they take the top three from the semi yep. to make it also a six-man final. Yep. I don't know about you, but that's entertaining to I reckon me. it will be. The only thing I heard was, yeah, the, I knew the final was a six-man ride. I thought the semi was a five-man ride. <gasps> you, that could – yeah, I sorry. I thought the semi was only – was five. Yep, yep. And then – Six in the final. You could be right there. Um, that that makes for a good watch. I reckon, I reckon it does. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, in the the Rob Wolfenden Classic, yeah, which is Ty Wolfenden's father. It was a, a meeting in the WA mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah, a couple of months ago at Pinger Park. I'm pretty sure it was the same format. It was a five or six man yeah, um, final. final. It just mixes it up a bit. It does yeah. I've, I've also seen him try um, six lap races finals. Yeah, they did that back in the day. Final, so yep. they, they they have tweaked it a little bit over yeah. the years. Yeah, and why uh, not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. change it up a bit. It's it makes it exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, I've read the six lap final sometimes. I mean, it serves a really good purpose. If if it's a tight race, it's going to be entertaining. Gives some guys a good chance to come back. Yep. Alternatively, if you've got one particular guy dominating, mm. even over the four laps, and he's still got to go and do two extra, could fatigue. Could fatigue. Could fatigue. Or, or the opposite, could just pull away because the yeah. bloke's behind and him. And then it might become a little bit more boring. Yeah, you okay. Know, you, could, you could just have it over and done within four laps and but as have po- the same result. But but as opposed to 60-second race, yeah. it would be a um, yeah, it'd be 90-second race, race. Like, it's, you know. So, oh, look, I'd love to see it. Oh, yeah, 100%. It. I'm looking forward to watching this. I just hope it doesn't get rained off again mm-hmm. because it would – and the lineup speaks for itself as well. Yeah. Like, imagine – Imagine having the t- those top riders there, the top six of those riders racing against each other. You yeah. never see it. Nah. You never see it. Like, it, you know. Well, who, go on then. So, who do you put in in the final? Who do you predict to be in the final? So, my top six. Uh, yeah, six-man yes. final. Six. If it was a six-man final. Righto. I'm going to say, first and foremost, I reckon Max Frick. He knows the National Speedway Stadium. Like it's his backyard. Inside out. Well, that's where he won last year. Even though he's not a current rider there, he's riding yep. for Leicester. I think he'll be in the final. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He was in the final last year. Yep. He's got to be there. I believe Matty Zagar is going to be there as well. Zagar. Yep. Same same as Max. He was yep. he rode well there last year and won it for him. Mm. You can't go past Doyle and, and Nicky Pedersen. You put Nicky in there. I'd put Nicky in yeah. there because he wants to... This is his first time riding in the UK for a while. Mm. So I reckon he wants to show his dominance. His Peterborough Panthers fans that mm. I'm here to to win for you. So I can and and Doyley obviously 
Yeah, he speaks for himself. So there's my top four. Uh, the other, the other two guys. It could, you know, it's so hard because you've got Dan Bewley, Freddie Lindgren, and Robert Lambert, who are all current GP riders. Yeah, yeah. But then you have got Brady Kurtz, Chris Holder, Chris Holder, Cash Pajak. Like it's just how do you know Tobias Musilak, who's on fire? Yeah, like it's it's a dog fight. I've gone similar to you. Like I, I definitely think Max. And Jason, yeah, Doyle, yeah. both yep. in there. Yep. I think they're going to be uh, be hard for them not to be in the top six. Yep. Um, I have gone Bewley and Lambert. Oh, to okay. Both be two in British. There. So I've actually yeah, got yeah. two Aussies and two British. Yep. In there, you know, world number five and number six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very, very so well, possibly. Very. Yeah, I reckon them two, the two Aussie guys, and then the other two, I I have thrown Lingren in there. Yep. Um, I haven't put Nicky in there only because he hasn't ridden in England for a little while. Yeah, but okay. I'll put Nick. I put Freddie in there. World number four and the other one. Am I missing one? Yeah, I think you got one more to go. Two Aussie boys. Tobias Musilak. Musilak. Mm. He is on fire for Sheffield. Yeah, I think he's my. He's the sixth one I put in. He's a bit of the wild card for me. I think he's already showed good form in the first. Yep. Uh, round for the British. Um, so. So you reckon? Holder, Brady Kurtz, yeah, Cash, Christoph Kasperzak and Matty Zager all miss out. Probably miss out. Yeah, wow. Oh, if, well, look, if they, if they make it, if they make it, they've had to knock out some some real talent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and what a lineup. I've said it 10 times today, but I'm, I can't wait. I mm. really can't wait. I'm hoping on the next episode we'll be able to come back and compare notes. Do a review, and yeah. Do a review and go out how close your predictions were. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do a review. Uh, before we get into the who would win scenario, is there anything you want to, anything else you got uh, in your notes you wanted to talk about before we get into the, the who would win no, scenario? No, no, that was all right. All Righto. Good. Well, like last last week, we did um, the two thousand and two Australian side versus the current Polish side. Well, this year we're going to change it up from international teams. We're going to talk about some league teams. Right. So you got nineteen ninety eight Ipswich. Nineteen ninety eight Ipswich versus. The 2013 Pool Pirates. Now, we'll go through each individual team as well as the riders at the time, their, their um, you gotta, achievements. Yeah, but you can, only, you can only take their achievements up to that correct, time. Correct. Obviously, if you've, got a, if you've got a Tony Rickardson in there, for what year was it? 1998. Yep. Yeah, you can only take him on his form up to that date. Correct. So, the 1998 Ipswich Witches. So, before we get started, they won... The knockout cup and, and the elite, the elite league. league, so they were the du- they did the double trophy there that yep. year, led by the one and only, in my personal opinion, the goat, Tony Tony Ricardson on a ten point three five average. Mm. Now up until that point in ninety eight, he was the nineteen ninety four and the nineteen ninety eight world, world champion. champion. He won the Speedway World Cup in nineteen ninety four with Sweden, and he won the World Pairs in nineteen ninety three. Mm. Now so he'd already achieved a lot. He achieved a lot. And he was only young too. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he won he won four more world champions after this world championships after world this. championships. He then he also had in his team Thomas Golub, mm. and a nine point three eight average. Now in nineteen ninety eight, this particular year, he got third in the world. Mm. He was a World Cup winner in nineteen ninety six with Poland, and he was the Polish champion from nineteen ninety two to nineteen ninety five consecutively. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of. Those comments I said about Nicky earlier, yep. it doesn't matter if Nicky's first, second, third or fourth, you always seem to be watching him. Yes. I always said the same thing about Golub. 
He just had that much flair and excitement to watch on the motorbike that yep. didn't matter where he placed. You just your eyes were on Thomas Gollum, and he was exciting to watch. And he was always out in the dirt, and he was always yeah. overtaking he people was everywhere outside. on the track, everywhere, just quick. It's actually funny while we're on Thomas Gollum. The old boy told me a story a long, long time ago. He was racing with Thomas in might have been in in Big Gosh or in Poland somewhere. Yeah. And dad had an issue with his motors or he couldn't get his bike there or mm. something like that. So Thomas Golub gave him... Loaned him a bike. Loaned him an engine or a bike or something. Yeah. So dad went out and raced and killed it. Like yeah. flogged everybody. So had a good setup from Thomas. So anyways, so dad's taken note of this engine. Yeah. Because he thought, oh, maybe this engine isn't legal. Like maybe it's bored, yeah, bored yeah, out yeah. too big, you know, whatever. Anyway, so dad took note. Yeah. And then in the meetings to come... Dad, he looked. He never saw that engine again. Oh, didn't he? That engine was not to be seen. <laughs> Disappeared in leagues, in GPs, GP everywhere, in everything. This, it was just like a, a ghost. He just yeah. never saw it. So some some dirty tactics. Oh, there, who right? knows? What who year knows? was that? Bit of goss. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Late nineties. Yeah, I'd have to find out. Early two thousands. But yeah, that engine was just gone. We'll get him on the podcast one day, and he can probably retell that story. Oh, I'm sure he's got plenty of stories to tell. Um, so in that team as well, Chris Louie at the time, yeah, 9.35 average. He was the 98 British champion and he come fifth in the world in the, in the GP that mm. year. Um, Scott Nichols, real young Scott Nichols too back then. Mm. Under uh, 21 world champion. Under 21 world champion in that year, 1998 on a 6.41 average. And these last two guys, I don't know much about them. Um, Antonin, Antonin Svab Svab Jr., on a pretty much five-point average, yeah. he was uh, he won silver with Czech Republic in 1999 World Team in the Cup. World Cup. Uh, second behind Australia mm-hmm. that year, and then um, Savalas Clouting, uh, pretty much on a four-point average, uh, he made the 1998 British uh, Championship final. Mm. So, mate, what a team! It, even though Ricards and Golub, Louis and, and Scott Nichols, it was early in their careers, mm. they still achieved so much. Oh, for sure. So. That's that team. So that's the 98 Ipswich Witches. 98 Ipswich Witches. Up against the 2013 Pool Pirates. Mm-hmm. Led by some of the biggest names in Speedway. Chris Holder. Yeah. He was the current world, world champion, champion at, the, at time. the time. 2007, 2008, world under 21 champion. Mm-hmm. What we just said before, 2012 world champion. And he was the Australian champion 2008, 10, 11 and 12. 12. Like... Yeah, what just speaks for himself. Yeah, no, he, he that was a dominant era for him. Um, Darcy Ward, nine point four four average. Yep, he won the golden helmet in two, that particular year, two thousand thirteen, in part of bits. Uh, he won the Danish GP in two thousand and thirteen. Mm-hmm. He was eighth overall in the GPs that year, um, and in two thousand nine and two thousand ten under world under twenty one champion. Yeah, I uh, tell you what, g- g- if he had a full career, mm. he. Um, Oh, it's it would have been mind blowing what he would have been capable of. I have no doubt in my mind he would have been world champion. He was Australia's next world champion. Yeah, oh 100%, for sure, hundred percent. Um, yeah, yeah it would have in, in between Chris and Doyley, he would have been the next one for sure. And imagine, uh, imagine the World Team Cup team. Mm-hmm. You know, if if Chris was still on track to how he was going, if Darcy Ward, you know, didn't mm-hmm. get injured, Doyley was obviously up and coming. For all we know. You know, we talk about uh, the, the the GPs back in 2001, uh, 2 and three. You know, for most of those years, we had 
four Aussies in the top eight. Yeah. Could have very well been the same. Could you name someone that's as loose or, or looser on the bike than Darcy? Like just if just from the small career I've seen him, mm. he was an animal. Yeah, uh, I, I know he was. He he looked out of control. That's how that's how aggressive he looked or wild he looked on the bike, and yeah. he was just such a star to watch. Well, I'll put it this way: this is I've always described Darcy like this. Mm. He was doing a Thomas Golub. Yeah, two Thomas Golub, two Thomas. That's what <laughs> how he was do you do that. He was. He was riding the the outside line for four laps. Thomas always rides the outside line, and he was riding. And he's going around. He's that. going around him. So I mean, I think one, I think one of these episodes we're going to have to put some um, Darcy Ward videos on. Oh, I'll just have it playing in the and background just, yeah. just for my pleasure. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know of a guy that was um more ex- like just loose on the bike. Yeah, there's um. Actually, if you want to look at some really good speedway, there's a lot of um, good races between Darcy Ward and Emil Seyfudinov. Oh, yeah. Both yeah. young throbbers, yeah. up and coming, and they just went at it. it was, they're such good races to watch. Yeah. Um, and in the team as well, Greg Hancock in this pool. Oh, was it uh, 2013? So he'd already, Greg had already had a well-established career at this point. 100%. So, or was he riding 8.6 average for the year? So yep. really good. 97, 2011 world champion. Big gap there. GP regular. I, yeah. I read a crazy stat that it wasn't up until about 2017 or something that Greg Hancock hadn't missed a GP from not, from the... I do remember from this. From 95 yeah. when the GP started yep. all the way till we got injured in, yeah. that, in that particular year. He had an incident with Niels Christian Everson. But he's... Fit mentally and physically, yeah. he hadn't missed a GP up until then. I think, um, like, you can name a lot of other star riders that you would, I'd say, more impressive to watch. But as far as longevity is concerned, yep. no, no one's had a career as long or as as Greg. Yep. You yep. know, the longevity that he's ridden at a top level, mm. he's he's a goat in a different way. Yeah, 100%. You know, we talk about Tony being the goat of Speedway in general. Yep. But, you know, for the longevity of the sport, what he's done for the sport, yep. you know, he's, he's a goat in his own way. Well, you look at all the great past riders in the in, in history. You look at Ivan Major, Barry Briggs, Ove Funden, mm. Tony Ricardson, all Definitely. these guys. Yep. He's in that conversation. Yeah, for sure. Has to be. For sure. Even though he didn't win as many world, world championships as these guys did, mm. Hans Nielsen, all, all yep. them guys... He's still in that convo. Mm. So, I mean, so For far sure. we've got Chris Holder, Darcy Ward, Greg Hancock, and then followed up with a red-hot young Matze Janowski on a 7.44 average. You know, he won the World, uh, so World Cup in that particular year. He would have been a young 20-something-year-old at the time. Well, he was – and he was the 2011 World Under-21 champion. Yeah. So, young, red-hot throbber. So, he might have only been 24 at the time. Yeah, very yeah. young. Um as well as a couple of Aussie guys uh, in the yeah, uh, other yeah, Aussie yeah. guys too. Others. Team full of Aussies, but so you got four Aussies in that team. Yeah, so Josh Krajonic and uh, young Rowan Tungate as well, yeah. uh, with six point six point oh six average and five point three three average respectively for those two guys. Um, Josh Krajonic in himself was a 2009, uh, 2011, 12 and thirteen. Queensland State Queensland, champion. Yep. Um, didn't have much on Rowan. Obviously, might have been a bit earlier in his career, but. Uh, yeah, what a team. Mm. What a team. Uh, Chris Holder, Darcy Ward, Greg Hancock, yeah. Matt Sayanovsky, so Josh Krajonic, and Rowan Tungay. Four Tungate. Aussies, uh, USA, and Polish. Yep. Up against 
1998 Ipswich, Tony Ricardson, Thomas Golub, Chris Louie, Scott Nichols, Antonins Fab Jr. Yeah, and yeah. Savalas Clouting. So how would you see this uh, meeting come out? I'll go first, but I'll let you dissect it. All right. I think the 1998 Ipswich. Ooh, okay. Yeah, right. There's two that Oh, look, I'm not I'm not saying Chris and Darcy aren't proven. They definitely are. At the time. At, at the, the time. At the time. Yeah. I think if I think what Ipswich for me wins is because of their number 3, 4 and 5 rider. Yeah, okay. I yep. think that's why. Right. I, I think those guys might be just a little bit better. Yep. Than a young Rowan and yep. Josh Krasonic. Yep. Yep. So, I right, look, what do you think? Well, I don't know. Just, just, I'm going to go against you. You going pool? I'm going to say pool because Chris Holder and Darcy Ward, like they were, did they call them the Bash Brothers or something? Oh, I remember like, the nickname. They, I, can't, a, I can't remember who they, yeah. You well, know, must have been them. You know, we always speak about Heat 13s and Heat 15s. Like they just team yeah, rode. Yeah. Like team riding specifically, as quick as they were, they just knew that each other were there. Mm. You know, they always they had eyes in the back of their head. They gave they gave each other a look over the shoulder all the time, um, as well as Greg Hancock. You know, uh, Greg at that time you would say even though he was well, he was a two time world champion at the time. So maybe you could say Tony and Greg were a pretty like for like. You know, two time world champions prior to that, both GP regulars. I understand Greg's average Greg, isn't Greg, as great. Um, yeah, because between Greg's first. Go down. Yep. yep. Uh, so he, where did Greg win? 07 and 11. No, 97. 97 and 11. How was his form, though, after that 2011 World Championship? Did he... Well, he didn't miss a GP t- till, yeah. like, 2017 When was his or next win after that? Oh, uh, I, 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 yeah. I didn't look for it because I only um, researched up until that 2013 year. Because mm. the, the way I think I looked at it, I went, your top three. Yep. All right, so I look at Chris, Darcy, Greg. Yep. And I go up and I look at... Tony Rickardson, Golub, and who else am I going to throw in there? Chris Louie. Yep, yep. Tony's the goat. But was he the goat at the time? We're only talking about up until that point. Like, yes, he won many years after. He won another four world championships, but at the time. So he was the world champion at the time, right? Yes, he was that year. Was he, did he get better or did he stay at that same level and just no one could beat him? Oh, well, he's the goat. He got better, obviously. He, he, he won, but did, did he get? Did, did he become a better rider? Did he? Oh, that was four you, years. You need four a, years after I was born. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, you're a baby. So, well, I, yeah, I'm. I'm going to stand by. Let's I'm put gonna, it out there to everyone else. Hundred percent, guys. You know, that. What do you guys? You could even. This? You could even snapshot that photo there and and put it out there for people to. I will definitely do that. On. I'll put it up on Facebook. I'll put it up on put a on poll up or something. Instagram. Uh, you know. What do you guys reckon? Like, what? It's such a good topic of discussion because yeah. you've got some of the best riders in the world f- in each era mm. racing in each team. Um, oh, it's hard to split them, but I'm going to stick by my Aussie boys and say 2013. No bias. I genuinely look at going off the stats. Going off the stats, you got Chris Holder, who was the world champion of of the previous year, mm. as opposed to Tony Ricardson, was the world champion of that year. Tony Ricardson was a two time champion at the time. Greg Hancock was a two-time champion at the time. Mm. You know, Thomas Golub, obviously, 
might have been a bit younger as well. He was up and coming, but yet so was Darcy Ward. So was Darcy. So honestly, really, really tight, tight discussion there. But yeah, well, say so Darcy and Yanoski both would have been, both would have been similar age when they yeah. low twenties. And and also too another thing to take into account: Antonin Svab Junior and Savalas Clouting up against Josh Krajonic and Rowan Tungate. Looking at their averages, I think these two. Uh, the, the the 98 pair as opposed to Krajonic and Tungate, I think maybe the Aussie boys have we'll them. Do them. Pop, mm. just just looking at their averages. Um, yeah, they're a point. They're basically a whole point. In yeah. Front. So, anyways, that's that's what I'm going with. Well, put it out there. Put it out there. I will. I'm going to screenshot it. I'll put it up on socials and if you have a bit of a discussion, guys. Tell me if you think I'm full of crap or you go. Or with if the I'm Anders. full of crap. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're both probably full of crap, but. So yeah, let us know. Let us know what you reckon, guys. It's a, it's a good topic. I and like while you're there, put forward some more suggestions on two different teams or mm. eras. Like who who was the most dominant league team that you can think of? Whether it's Polish league, Sweden, mm. England, England, um, as well as international you teams. Might, yeah, as well. you might want to do World Cup teams. Yeah, World Cup teams. Where we'll you might want to talk do the about strongest um, the strongest year of the Grand Prix. Yep. Yeah. So. Now, well, I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, Plenty of suggestions out there. Yeah, well, you might, you might want to. We might want to pick a uh, world team, pick a year, and pick a world team, or oh, okay, you know, of, yep. of all all international all um nations. Yeah, okay. No, I'll, honestly, I'll talk about anything. So, well, that's pretty good. That's an hour and ten minutes. That wrap. It went fast. Yeah, it does go quick. Yeah. Um, have you got anything else? Um, you want to bring up? No, not really. I've seen a few comments going around this week of, do you like the, um, I think we'll talk more about it in another podcast, but the points system for the teams, so say, take the British League, for example, yep. the points cap. Is that oh, yeah. a system that you agree with? Uh, you know, 39 points being your cap for six riders and then the seventh rider is in the... It's a rising star. The rising star yeah. system. So do you like the... Um, the way that that cap system works, or do you do you think there's another way that? All right, no, I, I, think, yeah. I think it's definitely a topic we can dissect a lot more. Well, short answer is yes, I like, like it. it because if you oppose it to say the British Premier League, mm-hmm. where there's no cap, it's just whoever has the most money can buy whoever they want. Talking about soccer, soccer, like yeah. you look at um. Uh, but there's no salary cap. No, there's none. And th- so, so it's all it's all on the club. Mm. If the club has the money and the backing from sponsors, well, or I agree whatever, with you that the Premiership League, yeah, the most the richest club can buy the best players. Yeah. So I think bring it back to like an NRL system where there is a salary, salary cap. cap. Yeah. Well, the salary cap in the NRL is the equivalent to the to the average point system in the UK. It keeps it. It keeps it. Mm, how would you say it? It keeps it even. You know, mm. it's, it's all about how you manage the yeah. cap. We'll, we'll talk about it more in another episode, I think. Yeah. Go but, back and research but it. But short answer, yes, I like the points average system because it keeps it even amongst, uh, amongst all the teams. You know, the richer clubs don't just prevail. I think like I, in the, the thing I, for me, it takes away the um, negotiation aspect from the club to the rider. Yeah. Okay. You know, if, if you bring it into a salary, say a salary cap, Yep. You can uh, – th- there's room, there's wiggle room for each rider and, and club to negotiate and go, well, you you need to come down to this figure if you yes. want to still ride with us. Yes, true, yep. But if a Jason Doyle averages 12 points this year, mm. next year 
what clubs are going to be able to afford him on a 12-point average? Yes. If they want to take him, no worries. But then these other, he might be... It'll be too top-heavy, that team. Top-heavy and mm. bumping these other guys out. Mm. So, they, that, I don't know. No, we'll it, talk about it another. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, tell us what you think. Yep, absolutely. Give us some ideas going forward. Yep. And we'll see what we come up with next episode. Well, that's a wrap on episode three. I'm loving this. Yeah, loving it's it. so good. You know, hey, I, I like the morning sessions. Oh, I'd, I'd much prefer to do this in the morning. Well, for the listeners out there, we're in my spare room at uh, Head and Greeter, and the sun shines directly in the window late afternoon. Yeah, right behind it's a me. Wet, right behind me. So we're doing this on a Saturday morning. I think that's going to be the way to go from now on. Yeah. Um, but anyways, guys, thanks heaps for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, episode four, we'll get straight onto that. Um, hopefully, release this by the end of the weekend for all you guys to listen to. Um, Anyways, we're that, out. That's it from us. Thank you. Thank you.